three stripes in the mushroom cloud. Welcome to episode number 47 of Unrelenting for Friday, October 21st, 2022, otherwise known as the new Taylor Swift album day. Yeah, we're getting Gene on board. Oh, my God. I never thought the day would come. That you would listen to something and go, what, what is that? It's actually good. Oh, pretty good. What is this shit? Yeah. Yeah, she's getting old. She will be 33, if I'm not mistaken, in uh, December. Mm-hmm. Which when you wow. go by, you know, somebody came up with that theory that the perfect age for a woman is half your age, I think, plus seven. That that will finally be where uh, Taylor Swift, we're finally half your age plus seven years. Right. So. Yes. That. OK. OK. That, that I could see that is. Uh, uh, what is this? 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Gene does math live on a podcast. Yeah. Okay. Ironically, that is uh, that is exactly the age that my ex-wife was when I married her. Well, you see, there you go. That was the age difference. A half your age. Nuts. Plus seven. That's it. So Taylor and I Mm -hmm. are finally on on the right course. Yeah. Yeah. But then eventually it flips over to minus seven. That's what I realized. (laughs) Probably at some point. The half your age minus seven. That's uh, whatever works. Mm-hmm. math is not easy things are hard people don't understand it's just you just gotta come up with a formula that always ends in 22 <laughs> being the right it. age and then you're pretty much golden that's where the bracket begins well that's where about yeah. the kids uh, there was a story i thought this was really interesting i wanted your take on this one because it's the new york Post. as a kid i get it right sure. kindergartners so that age whatever that is uh five like five years old is that the same in russia because it's kindergartners in russia six are learning how to use ak-47s and grenades and i'm thinking that's way healthier than the trans shit they're trying that's to do way here. older than we learn how to use ak-47s and grenades really when did you learn how to use the uh, five really they were like here's your here's your gun go out there no that's what playground used to be in a day and time when wokeness wasn't floating around the air well you could play young boys played with guns yeah well first yeah it started mainly with like cowboys and indians and then Mm -hmm. uh then i guess you did move on to the the harder stuff yeah and for us it was uh, you know nazis and the good guys and the people of course from the new york post even though they're not the they're not the new york times when it comes to wokeism but it's like they're distressing yeah, I thought the footage post was the conservative new york paper yes according to them though this is still distressing footage that there dare be a army dude in a classroom explaining the weapons to the children i'm like i think that's probably now, healthy. in the u.s we didn't have this in kindergarten we did have this in junior high 100 percent in the uh all the way up through the 70s where but there certainly was the 40s 50s 60s 70s well, you learn, I mean, I don't know about AK-47s, yeah, there's either guns. Well, you know. no, but there there were AR-15s. Yeah. And I don't understand why this would be distressing footage. It's way more distressing. Because these people are insane. They're yeah. afraid of guns. Well, that's it. It's a, it's a tool. And these are the same people that refuse to understand that a gun is 
when it comes down to it. No more yeah, deadly than the car a, you're like driving. A, start a video podcast thing on YouTube and call it Tool Time. There you go. You could be uh, Gene <laughs> the Tool Man. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know. It Although I'm more the like the brain. one with a beard, but. You yeah. just want Pam Anderson as your as your sidekick. She's all right. She's all right. Back in the day before she plasticized. Oh, yeah. Way before. Yeah. Back in the, you know, she she was, I think she was born in Canada, but she lived in Minnesota for a while. Which is and basically Canada light. Essentially. But she, the reason I know that is because she did local TV ads. And you're like, I and like so, that ad. And I'm like, oh, that's a cute girl. And then all of a sudden she starts to actually get into Scientology and makes it big. And uh, I was like, wow, okay. She's uh, getting more and more like a Barbie doll looking. Yes. But None she was of, quite cute when she was in her, I don't know. Well, she was like, adorable when she, when she was younger. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. 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 I mean, there are. Let's get into producer mode for a minute. There are some people that can use a little adjusting here and there. There's people just shouldn't be seen. <laughs> I was trying to be nice. Yeah, just be, you know, be indoor people. Don't go. Up. Now, some of those people, yeah, get a little work done, but not when, when you're starting with near perfection. Why? Yeah. No, she was uh, very good. I suspect she had really low self-esteem because she got into both Tony Robbins and Scientology. Ah, uh, so you're looking for answers yeah. in places that and, you really well, should. You're, or maybe maybe another way of saying it is you're very susceptible to other people's opinions. We had sp- and when somebody cults. says, Yeah, you know, you 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 got it going on, if only you had slightly bigger breasts. Uh-huh. Well then a little bigger. Oh, then- maybe just a thinner stomach, you know, just get a little more hourglass going. Maybe some hip implants. That'd be great. Well, yeah, if you got in touch with a great surgeon, they, they can keep recommending things, mm-hmm. but they are both cults. And I know a lot of people get stuff out of the Anthony Robbins and the, uh, I guess, out of the Scientology, because a lot of people yeah. do it. But it's funny, too, because Tony Robbins, who I've I've met personally a number of times, uh, and I've been to his uh, the, the big event thing. The, oh, the big event. The hell it's called. It's the it's the the one that most people go. It's not like his small, expensive, exclusive events. I haven't gotten to any of those. I just went to the big one. But um, so you got but the I've big one from Tony other places. I got you. Yeah, it's the one where you walk on fire. Yes. Yeah. yeah what a scam is that? It's not a scam. I burned my foot, man. That's not a scam. <laughs> believe me. I mean, it's all right. It's not a that big a deal, but yeah. But see, what people don't understand is you have daily pedicures, and you have three Korean women that put lotion on your feet, and you're not the normal person. I do not have Korean women putting lotion on my feet. Come on, man! What the hell? No, who is doing no. it now? Are you you're not doing it yourself. Uh, nobody's doing it right now. That's why I have to go to Mexico. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh. And by the way, if anybody's curious on how the whole firewalking thing works, first of all, you're not walking on a fire. You're working on, you're walking on coals. Yeah. Coals are actually hotter than the fire is, um, but they're not. Um, uh, they're also very good insulators. And uh, because coals are, 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 they could be really hot inside. And they're only slightly hot on the outside. They're certainly not cool on the outside, 
but they're slightly hot on the outside. So if you take a coal and you break it in half, you can see it's glowing red. <clears throat> but on the outside, it might only be 200 degrees. Inside, right. it's like 600 degrees. Which is how it keeps the temperature going. That's why coals last a long time in the fire, right? And you're supposed to be nimble and not really stand. You're supposed to keep moving. Yeah, yeah. you're supposed to keep moving. Don't stop. And what they do, and I, I this is genius part, because I didn't realize why this was happening. It was annoying when it did happen, is they have the, the coals set up outside in the parking lot. So you all, everybody has to get up from the convention center, walk out um, to the parking lot. What they have you do is take off your shoes and socks and everything and walk barefoot for a good quarter mile from the convention center to where the coals are. <clears throat> and I thought, well, this is stupid. Why don't we just wear our shoes and take them off right when we get there? There's a reason for it. Well, there's two work. reasons. It is totally prep work. Because what you're trying to do is two things. One, get all the moisture off your feet. And the reason you don't want moisture is because you don't want the steam burn on your feet. And the second reason for it is because you want to accumulate dust, dirt, and gunk on your <laughs> bottoms of your feet. Ah, extra insulation. Extra insulation. These are all things that are going to be layered onto the actual skin. So this is the easiest thing for people to do that have uh that, that walk barefoot all the time anyway that have a little more calloused bottoms of their feet would you it's it's going to be the hardest to do for people that have three korean women putting right. lotion on their feet right because like, this is no you're, bueno. yeah when you're when your soles of your feet are as soft as a, a baby's butt you're going to be in trouble doing a fire walk um but essentially what you're counting on is that if your feet are totally dry there's you're not going to get any steam burns and you're going to be walking on something that's about 200 degrees Fahrenheit. And you can do that because you're placing your foot down for a split second and then it's going right back up. And then it's going right down again and right back up again. So that that oscillating type motion doesn't allow the skin of your feet to get to 200 degrees. Right. It's the same way um, you can move your fingers through a flame of a candle. Or when if you have hot water turned on in the faucet, and if you just swoosh your hand through the water, you're not going to get scalding burns, but you're going to feel that, oh, this is fucking hot water. But if you, um, uh, if you put your hand and hold it under the hot water, you're fucked. Uh, or even like, uh, not even that hot, but still uncomfortably hot. If you've made uh, some kind of a hot you know, dish, not a hot dish, not the dish called hey, you hot got dish. a hot dish. Let me tell you about Taylor yeah. Swift, a real but maybe hot a dish. hot dish would work too. But you know, you, you got something that's clearly very hot, just been cooked, put into the plate that it's going to be served in, and you pick up the plate to bring it to the from the kitchen to the dining room table. While you're carrying it, you're going, Oh, oh, ah, ah, this is hot. Yeah, but there. you're still able to carry it because it's you're like you know that you can carry it for about three seconds before you have to put it down. Just before you it's throw slowly it out warming the your skin. It yeah, because it's warming your skin beyond the comfortable level. Um, and so these are the types of things that you're you're dealing with when you're doing a firewalk is that ideally if all that happens, you got dry, ideally callous feet, 
it's really not a big deal to walk on it. And the reason I got burned is just an unfortunate accident is what happens sometimes is, is when you step on the coal, when you lift your foot back up, a little chunk of coal may get caught between your toes. Oh, you don't and want that. stay on your foot. And that's exactly what happened with me is that uh, I had a little tiny piece of coal that just kept moving with me and then kept giving off its heat to my foot beyond the comfortable level. Um, but it's not a big deal. It only happens to maybe one in 10 people. And that's the, the people that Tony Robbins sits there with uh, no refunds. No exchanges. No, everybody, everybody knows it's voluntary and you sign a thing that says I, I'm totally responsible for my own body and doing stupid things. Yeah, well, it's, so, it's by far not the dumbest thing most people will ever do. But I'll, I'll tell you what it does do is it um, it releases a tremendous amount of endorphins, which is the whole point of it. Uh, it's 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 a very natural high <laughs> to uh, to walk on fire. Well, because you um, think it is way more dangerous than it is, which is the whole idea, right? To make it seem like you're doing something superhuman when the reality and the physics say, it's, yeah, it's not. I mean, it's a big deal, but it's not that big a deal. It's like magic. It's made to look way more impressive than it is. Well, I mean, yes, in some ways it is, but it's really just physics. Now, see Brooklyn in the troll room wants to know if you also had to sleep on a bed of nails. I think you do I've that. never done that. Really? I've never done that. Uh, the, the, the secret to that is simply pounds per square inch. Yeah, distribution. It's it's so for for a big 300 pound guy, you got to have a lot of nails and you don't want to sleep jump on. on it. Yeah, you want to versus like a 100 pound, uh, you know, skinny dude. And you don't uh, want but anybody to jump on top of you. Oh, you can, you can. Um, it's uh, it's all about. I mean, I've watched enough people doing this. Well, I mean, um, you have that thing in your basement. Well, no, I don't. I got rid of that. I have oh. sold that in the garage sale. Oh, I didn't know. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. But um, no, I, I have seen enough people doing this, and it, it you know, including uh, like uh, laying on a bed of nails and then putting a cinder block on top of the person's chest. And then yeah, having somebody it. whack it with a hammer, right? With a giant sledgehammer it's to very, crack the cinder block while they're laying on a bed of nails. It's very Brian Brushwood. Ooh, I yeah, just bumped was... the mic. That's very unprofessional <laughs> of me. <laughs> oh, come on, Gene. I thought you were like a, a number one podcaster guy. Yeah, I was taking a drink of. Well, I, I can. See I am why. producing another podcast while I'm talking on this one. So, well, there you go. So I can see why Adam Curry never got you the podcasting license. You have not passed the test <laughs> properly yet. <laughs> not professional oh, no. podcaster you're still like in the minor leagues you're still in training <clears throat> yes podcaster in training that's me no i can either go back and edit that sound in the post or not nah, leave it in because i talked about it or make it sound like you knocked over a three thousand oh, don't do either <laughs> and i know you won't because you're a lazy bastard so you're yeah. not going to take the time to do anything you have a point that's the uh -huh. that's the ongoing bit with adam curry on the <laughs> no agenda show oh, i'll fix that in post it's like oh yeah yeah i don't has, exactly. i, I want to know has ever anything been fixed in post ever <sighs> no i don't think so i'm not aware of anything it ruins the vibe what happens, happens. Uh, uh i mean i'm a believer that post is where podcasts get made but <laughs> i am of the minority opinion on this i 
I hate to see anything go out without having gone through a rigorous amount of. Uh, you like the NPR thing? I uh, I do appreciate a nice clean sound. Yeah, without any anybody slamming the microphone. No, oh, no disruption. What's going on, Gina? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm just good. Uh, okay, here we go now. Uh, we're going to get to the show. What is that background sound? That's me hitting my microphone. No, but beyond that, it sounds like your chair is making noise. With the. Uh, that. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. That's just me touching the foam ball on the microphone. Oh, okay. 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 Got it. These are all the sounds yeah. your microphone. Well, can you'll make. be. You'll, I don't know if you listen. You probably don't listen to Sir Gene Speaks, but the last episode uh, or the new episode that's going to be coming out today, uh, which was recorded earlier in the week. The um, it's amazing that the podcasts are recorded earlier than when they're released. I know, right? I, I, yeah, I don't release them the same day usually. I, I usually take a little while, but uh, but. I'll give you a little sneak hint into anybody that's curious to listen in and go, what the fuck? Uh, my co-host on that show, um, for the last time, uh, um, I'm done with him. I'm getting rid of him. Wow. Dude but named my, Ben named Ben? Dude named Ben named Ben. Yeah. Getting rid of him off of Surging Speaks. And now we're just going to be on our own podcast. The good old but Blues Brothers boys. That's the one. The good old Blues boys. And uh, he had the wrong mic selected. Uh-oh. And was very insistent that he was on the right mic. And he's so on the laptop microphone. We did the whole show on the laptop mic. Yep, that's exactly <laughs> right. The whole show is recorded on the laptop mic. Well, that's going to so sound I, like I, crap. So, I, yes, it does sound like crap. I've done some audio editing magic to make it sound less crappy. But in my ears, it absolutely sounded like crap with constant stuff like this. Oh, yeah, because those microphones pick up every little... Every, Every time he touched the keyboard on his fucking laptop, there was noise. And I kept, uh, I don't know. Anyway, he just, he texted me like after the episode, oh, I had the wrong mic. I'm like, no shit, Brainiac. (laughs) Hey, not everybody Uh, can have a high quality sounding podcast. We were going to dinner with my parents the other day. So rather than Mm -hmm. watching my buddy Bill O'Reilly on the big TV, as we normally do, they release the same thing as an MP3, and I swear okay. he needs he needs somebody to help him with the sound because even my wife. Why is don't like, you reach out, man? You should, should help him. Be like, dude, doesn't he live th- over by your? No, he's in New York. Oh, he is. Oh, I thought he was in Chicago for some reason. Nah, he's a New Yorker. Hmm. He's been everywhere at one point or another. I thought they uh, are they only allowed uh, the uh, the old apostrophe people in Boston, Chicago. Yeah, I know he lived in Boston for a while. Uh-huh. I think there's some in New York too. Really? They they let the Irish in New York. Finally. Yeah, I think there's a few Irish in New York. Okay. Maybe not all the right. same percentage that is in Boston or Chicago. Hey, are you prepared for all the the new Ukrainians coming over? No, where are they coming? Uh, I, mean, I hear the, U- the Ukrainian women are quite fetching. They are, but they've already been purchased. No, it's <laughs> Whoa. all you're gonna. <laughs> Yeah, they're not going to make it all the way out here. See, that's the problem. Chicago. We're getting uh, a bunch of guys might. named Igor and Ivan. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're getting the guys that managed to sneak out. Wearing of, dresses. Uh, yeah, wearing dresses because. <laughs> oh, God. Wasn't there a movie? Uh, there was a movie. It was. Uh, what was it called? Yeah, Jack that Lemon. Movie. There was a movie called it something was at Jack some point. Jack Lemon, uh, where he's wearing a dress. 
where he's in drag. What is that movie called? You're asking for old Jack Lemons. I mean, you, this is where you're showing your age. I know. I know. Right. I was like, oh, this is a great movie. I remember when this thing came out. It was awesome. It's like, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, well, the irony was it was Jack Lemon and Tony Curtis, who actually was gay. And uh, the movie was called what? What was it called? Somebody, some like it hot. Some like it hot. That's what it was. And some sweat when the heat is on. Have you not seen some like it hot? I do not recall. Uh, really? Yeah. Seeing that. Uh, Jack Lemon, Tony Curtis. I mean, Greg. I've, I've gotten that idea that it's uh, Tony okay. Curtis and uh, Jack Lemon. Some like it hot. And mm-hmm. now I've got to see when the 1960. Okay. Out in 60. I was just mm-hmm. looking. No, 1959. Do you not, do you not remember that? No, I was negative 11 at the time. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> it did get negative a point two uh, out of 10, though, on the IMDb on the, database. Uh, oh, that's okay. And, and, and you're also forgetting Rotten? that Marilyn Monroe was in it. So now we're questioning a lot of things that you remembered Jack Lemon and Tony Curtis well, and dresses. Okay. But so Marilyn enough, Monroe, but not in your mind at all. She she was also in a dress, which is less interesting than Marilyn Monroe without a dress but uh the unusual thing was this was one of the first movies it one of the first mainstream hollywood movies to showcase transvestitism ah yeah this is where the trans issue started uh sure sure yeah the storyline after two Chicago musicians, Joe and Jerry, that's why I brought it up. Chicago witnessed the St. Valentine's Day massacre. They want to get out of town. Well, I bet if you, if you, if you were a part mm-hmm. of uh, Al Capone having people mowed down, uh-huh. not since Scarface, so much action, not since the Marx Brothers, so much comedy, not since the Seven Year Itch, so much Maryland. Now that was the tagline for the uh, yeah. Yeah, they don't write taglines like that anymore. I don't think. Uh, no, they just say not since we made this movie last time twelve years ago. Yeah, that's the current tagline. In case you didn't get it there, so some like it hot. I mean, hey, well, everybody watch that. Then yeah. we'll talk about it next time. That's a Chicago movie. Chicago. Anyway, uh, so I've been playing some video games, or one in particular lately. That's hard to believe. You playing video games? I don't believe I know. It. I know. I know. Um, and that is uh, Cyberpunk 2077. What is that? It is an awesome freaking game, man. It is absolutely beautiful. It is one of the most gorgeous video games I've seen. And I've played some gorgeous video games. Um, so Cyberpunk uh, is a genre. It's a subgenre, I guess, of... Uh, Eh, kind of sci-fi-ish, but it's not technically, I don't think, would be classified as sci-fi. Because cyberpunk is essentially high-tech dystopian future series of books. And um, originally, uh, well, actually, I don't want to be wrong, so I don't know who coined the term. But I know uh, Gibson wrote neuromancer and a few other books that really kind of brought it to mainstream attention and um there have since been quite a few books 
within the genre of cyberpunk, but the the game cyberpunk is following, I think, a nineteen eighties uh, original video game storyline about a future uh, where technology prevails. So. For anyone that does play video games, uh, I would encourage you to check this game out on Steam or on PSP or whatever platform you like. Because originally when it came out, it was highly anticipated. It was in the works for about seven years. And then there's a huge amount of disappointment because it was full of bug. Well, I took the advice of some of the YouTubers when it came out about a year and a half ago, which was don't play it now wait for them to fix the bugs before you play it you'll have a much better time so waiting a year and a half to get a better experience well and i mean the here's the justification is game studios generally release games before they're ready that's just reality of the way things work currently. oh yeah especially now with the interwebs yeah. they figure ah, mm-hmm. if it's kind of playing release yeah it. just put it out there because the you know they've done all the promotions they've got their dates set they want to make their their marks for a particular quarter of the year financially uh, regardless of what's happening in development, quite often developers are notoriously bad at estimating how long things take. Uh, I've noticed from personal experience running multiple software companies that uh, if you ask a developer for their most accurate guess on how long a particular part of the project is going to take, it's very safe to double it, and that won't be enough time. They always think they're way better always. than they are. Oh, it's not a question of better. It's they always somehow forget about the worst case scenario and only think about the best case scenario. And uh, so that's a very easy formula. Double it and then add seven years. Right. And the perfect uh, woman. (laughs) Huh. Maybe it's a universal thing. I think it could be. Yeah. So these games either are notoriously delayed or they come out on time horribly buggy. Or both. Um, you know, another game that I played quite a bit of, which is Star Citizen, is now over 10 years in the making, and it still has now, it's still an alpha. So probably be another five years minimum before it, it's even remotely has a chance of coming out. But anyway, about Cyberpunk. Um, so that's kind of the, the genre of the game. It is, if anyone's seen the cartoon Akira from... 1990 91 well at least we're getting closer to current day I mean, we started as a movie from 1969 <laughs> come on, <people>. come on. <laughs> 59 or 59 yeah. um yeah yeah and so that's a uh, cure is very much part of that kind of genre it's it's a city of neon where the rich elites run everything the government is effectively controlled by corporations in very oligopolistic and uh the scrappy or the the hero of the game or the book is generally a scrappy underdog just trying to live life and edge their way out of uh dire poverty and uh uh lower classes so that's kind of the setting. The actual gameplay of the game is very similar to Grand Theft Auto. 
um, where you're, you have a huge, I want to say it's probably about a 64 mile, a 64 square mile area that you can play in. Right. So a big area, big, huge map. And you get missions, little segmented things. Yeah. Yeah. You get missions from different uh, characters in the game. There's a main storyline set of missions. There, there are a whole bunch of side missions. And, uh, you know, you've got guns that you use. You can drive cars, motorcycles. Can you sell Uh, the guns to Ukraine? You can sell the guns to Ukraine. Absolutely. That's part of the game. And they send the Ukrainian women back then. There, there are plenty of pretty hot characters. And the, the thing that makes it interesting and part of the cyberpunk genre is that because it's future and it's a little dystopian, people have gone full cyborg, meaning it's very easy and encouraged to replace those parts of yourself that you feel are not as good as you'd like them to be. And so people have ocular implants that let you see and zoom, zoom in. It's like having binoculars built into your head. Yeah, I could use that. Uh, yeah. Could, could you now? Uh-huh. Would you like to be a cyborg? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, it's like if, yeah. they, if they come out with, hey, we have the eye replacement. Uh, be- yeah. Dude, give it to me. I don't care. Well, if you played this game, you could put them in. <laughs> in the game. Yes. I, in the game. Reality yes. Yes, would be better. Be, well, yeah, but you got to start somewhere. It's not like, is it and seven of nine from uh, Borg? You know that. Yeah, uh, it looks like that. Exactly right. That it looked the character that I made looks <laughs> very much Jerry Ryan esque. In uh, well, it it actually it's not who I modeled it after. I the character that I'm playing, I modeled after um, uh, what's her face? Uh, good old what's her face? You know who I'm talking about? Scarlett Johansson. Um, that's the one. See, that's, yes, that's exactly more right down your your list. I can tell you. No, you're exactly right. I mean, that's I, I guess you finally know me well enough. You can guess by me saying what's her name. You know exactly that I'm talking about Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, and it's scary because it would not be in my top three, but I'm with you. Right, right. But that's that's who I preferred to play as, I guess. Well, I mean, um, she did look good as Black Widow in one of those early I'm sure she looked good in some of the later well, and, ones. And another movie that she was in that was in that genre of cyberpunk was Ghost in the Shell. I don't think I saw so, that one. Yeah, it's a mediocre movie. It's a it's much, better, much better anime. So, yeah. But it is. Yeah, she she's notorious for being in crappy things. Hey, she gets um, paid. She does get paid. I think she was for a couple of years there. She was the highest paid actress in Hollywood. And it will bring in the male audience. Yeah, yeah, guys like her. I liked her pretty much since day one. I liked her when she was in uh, um, that one movie. <laughs> the one, yeah. Uh, with Bill Murray. Um, About the airport. Lost in Translation. Yeah. Yeah, so that was, I think, her first big movie that she was in. And she was just playing a very normal 22-year-old. And did we see breaking news? Bill Murray's a dick. I mean. Was, why is that a surprise to anybody? Well, Murray's not a dick. He's a nice man. Well, that's what they're saying. He's nice to everybody that's not having to work with him, which I think is hilarious. Uh, well, that means he's a nice man who is opinionated in his craft. Yes. No, I agree. That doesn't mean he's a dick. I just think it's funny that all these stories end up coming out and it's like, come on. Well, there's plenty of people that he had 
gotten on the wrong side of. I mean, Harold Ramis uh, and him were very much at odds. Um, uh, what's his name? The other guy. Uh, the other guy. Dan yeah, Aykroyd? The, uh, uh, I don't remember if Dan Aykroyd and him were on the, on the outs or not. Um, yeah, it could have been, but I know that there were quite a few folks that he had worked with that were from that original crew. John right. Candy. I think it was, um, uh, I think it was Aykroyd that came up with the nickname, the Murricane. Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah. So Aykroyd did, but you don't, you don't, you don't know anything about Aykroyd's real life, right? Cause he's no. super private. All we know is what he was in front of a camera. Bill Murray, we have a ton of images of him and a ton of stories just being like a dude that shows up in the bar and has drinks with people and pays for everybody. Which is a good time. Which Aggroid doesn't do. So who's the dick now? Oh, I would agree. You don't know. And I just thought it was really interesting that one of the uh, things, and I think it was Rob Schneider saying that he would look at chris farley with disdain and it's like well that makes sense Mm -hmm. because he was best friends with john belushi who went down the exact same path and farley was going down that path so who's you know why wouldn't you look at the guy with disdain and be like dude you're gonna kill yourself and he did and he did yeah but i think that's part of the deal when you sign up as the fat dude on saturday night live you're gonna go they give you six years to live at which point then you'll be dead so you'll be famous you'll have a good time and then you're going to be dead yeah i mean the, the the string of of dead fat dudes see fat guys shouldn't do cocaine is the bottom line well well yes because your heart just can't take it as good as coke is kids well, you shouldn't do it what you should be doing at that okay. point is going to a cardiologist and taking your cholesterol <laughs> meds and your blood pressure meds and leaving the cocaine. Now I understood that else. cocaine. I, I was told cocaine was a, a very good cholesterol medicine. <laughs> is that it? Back yeah. in the day, that has proven not to be the case in in the current years. Hey, it'll clear your but, arteries right out, man. But back in the eighties, man, there's or nothing that coke wouldn't solve. It'll explode your heart. Uh huh. But yeah. you really enjoy Belushi, it while it's happening. Candy. Uh-huh. Uh, Farley, you know, that, that new guy's probably going to die. Good old I new mean, guy. There's just, yeah, it's, it's, you can't, you can't do it. And I've, uh, uh let's just say I'm not completely unfamiliar with the substance. Uh, and, um, uppers in general are fucking good. All right. I don't know why people take downers. That to me never made any sense. Well, if you take too many uppers, yeah, then you take no a downer. Such, no, there's really no such thing. You want to balance that out. I mean, if you if you take too many uppers, then you just you know you can rip trees out of the ground with your bare hands. We do not get uh, medical advice on unrelenting. There's no medical advice. Uh, this is this is all just comedy we're doing. This is these are bits. I've never done any drugs, but um, unfortunately. Because of the few people that managed to not handle their illegal substances very well, uh, these substances are given a bad rap. Well, some are way worse than others, like fentanyl. 
there's really no good amount of fentanyl. There today. might be. I don't know. I've never done fentanyl, <laughs> but there there could be. I'm not willing to say that it's completely bad. It's an interesting. You never know. It's well, it's an interesting thing because I put the whole pot thing in the same category as people who like to drink and drinking, of course, very legal. The Irish. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anybody that likes to drink the Irish definitely like to drink, (laughs) but when you, Uh when you smoke pot or get it, whichever way you want, I mean, you can put it in your brownie, you know, Mm -hmm. that your reaction times are impaired and you probably and shouldn't I did be this driving scientifically. a vehicle. I, I've talked about this before. That I actually did a scientific test of pot or, you know, THC effects on me. And there's Which, no like positive Novocaine, effect. Very, it, yeah, I'm, I'm extremely resistant to it. it, it I take a, a dose that is 50 times higher than a, what would be required for a normal person to experience anything. So what you're saying is you should get together with Snoop because then as of right now, Snoop Dogg said only one human being has ever outsmoked him, and that was Willie Nelson. You might be able to do it. <laughs> Willie Nelson. Yeah. I mean, Snoop um, said he got there. The yeah. story Snoop told was he got together with Willie once and they start smoking. <laughs> and he's like, that was the first time in his life where he was just like, no, how the hell are you doing it? <laughs> Too funny. Uh huh. Willie, um, I think Willie is like 99% THC now. I think he is. I, I, I would agree. He's always smiling. That's for sure. Ah, he's a good man i love um, willie and i mean i know i don't agree with his politics but i've been listening to willie nelson's music because my parents are fans for yeah my yeah. whole life and willie just doesn't seem like he has a bad word for anybody and he's always having a good time yeah i think you know compared to the uh the other outlaws i think he was definitely the the most upbeat Oh, yeah, there was definitely a, a mean streak to Johnny there Cash was. and to Waylon yeah. and to Chris Christopherson. Oh, fucking, yeah, uh, Waylon and Chris just about killed each other. Yeah. But Willie, they no. Were, no. Oh, Willie, Willie got along. Well, yeah, Willie is the one. That's what pot does. You know, that's why people do pot is to control the demons. Well, you are living in willie city i mean that often was built by willie nelson and totally. the diversity was pretty much brought in by willie As nelson Ron. well yeah but willie yeah. was the first one to where it was like well we've got the the hell's angel biker types mm-hmm. and the you know pot loving anti-war anti-everything when they get together and they like coexist yeah. peacefully in a willie concert when i moved to austin i i told people what austin was like in a very simple phrase it's hippies with guns yeah <laughs> or there at least there's a mixture there it's well no it's in the same person it's literally people that hey man anywhere else you would think they're hippies but they have guns and and you know they're they like to uh blow shit up yeah and so it's it is an interesting place but it's getting ruined by the Californians. Yeah, don't let They're those the people migrate in. All the hippies with guns. Yeah, get rid of the Californians. That is not. I'm like, you know it's what? It's horrible. If you're it's from horrible. Mexico, you're from uh, El Salvador, you're from Venezuela, come yeah. on in. Come on in. Let's just, just displace the Californians. California, please. no, do not let them in. If we had to have one wall, it should be on the <laughs> west side of Texas. Separate California from the rest of the uh-huh. country. Uh huh. Yeah. 
it's not a bad idea. No. So in this game, Texas is the Republic of Texas because because why wouldn't that's the it way be? it ought to be. Sam yeah. Houston in this game. Uh, well, no, this is all in 2077. So that's a 50 years in the future. Um, so the thing that's interesting about it is because of the genres, it is a future 50 years from now as envisioned in the 1980s. So basically like today. Well, no, no, because we, there are flying cars. Oh, well, but, there are today. They're just. But stylistically, everything looks like future vision in the 80s. So it looks like back to the future, what they thought. Yes, yes, exactly. It looks like back to the future. Uh, the architectural styles are very interesting. The clothing, there's a lot of retro kind of hot neon colors in the future. Uh, neon's coming back. Come on. Oh, it's totally coming back. By 2077, neon's going to be the thing. That is on my I, list to uh, to rewatch Miami mm. Vice. I really need to do that. Oh yeah, yeah. The Jan Hammer tunes. The I mean, I that love was that. I mean, really. Happening. As far as an instrument, I mean, there are some Best very fucking music in the world. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's some very catchy television themes over the years that you remember the words, but <laughs> as far mm-hmm. as an intram- uh, instrumental television theme, it doesn't get much better. No, no. Young Hammer's great. Vangelis, all those guys back in the day. And then you had all uh, the uh, the people that were in the show that made the guest appearances mm-hmm. from Uncle Ted to Phil Collins and down the line for the rock stars that showed up. Uh, Glenn and Fry. the cars, man, the cars. Oh, yeah. So the cars are all future cars in this video game. But they all look like they were designed in 1980. But do they run out electric or gas? Uh, mostly gas. Wait, that gas can't be. Ish. Well, there are some electric cars. They're mostly construction vans and things, but uh, they run on what looks like hydrogen. With hydrogen? So they, their engines sound like real motors. And um, uh, it's really cool. I mean, there's videos. There's an architect that re- the video that I watched that architect reviews the buildings of the game. There's a video of a car designer reviews the car designs in the game. Uh, it's I'm calling it screenshot, a uh, screen screenshot. Yeah. Screenshot simulator. Uh, because I've been taking a shit ton of screenshots in this game because they're just amazingly beautiful, uh, dystopian, but beautiful, you know, the, the dark, the dark of night, the neon in the streets, the uh the garbage in the streets and the rivers and the flying cars i mean it's just like got everything in there it's it's a really fun game you should all check it out if you're a gamer at all if you're not a gamer might still be fun to catch a video on youtube what is the title of it oh it's cyberpunk 2077 ah okay yeah so if you have just type in cyberpunk uh, game that's the that's the number one thing pop it up yeah, and I think it's because it came out a year and a half ago, and it, they've literally been tweaking it and fixing things for that long. Uh, you get a much better version of the game than people that bought it the day it came out. Oh, you're playing it on the PC or on a machine? On a oh, on the PC. I'm I'm a total PC gaming snob. I mean, why buy an eight hundred dollar video game console when you can buy a five thousand dollar PC? <laughs> right with with 
the video uh-huh. cards that'll cost more than $1,600 is how much I'm going to have to spend next month to upgrade my video card. That's sad. And then well, you, what are you doing with the old ones? You know, it's a good question because I do have a few. See, I mean, and this I was exactly them. what I ran into. I probably should sell them. Uh-huh. Sell them before they're worthless. That's the, that's the trick. Because I always put well, technically, them the, they're never worthless because they can always mine Bitcoin. Well, yeah, but not all that. Or well. whatever bullshit currency you, you prefer these days. Yeah, which is none right now. Well, that's a good currency. It's like that. Well, thanks, Uncle Joe. That's what we have. None. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But everything's been so, relatively uh, stable on the cyber front. Uh, okay. On the coinage. Yeah. I mean, it really oh, hasn't and, gone uh, up one, and it really hasn't gone way down. Yeah. So one last thing about the game that I forgot to mention was one of the main things about the game is not only is it like G Grand Theft Auto where you're running around shooting different guns and stuff, but you also have this concept of hacking. So because uh, you can hack into computer systems and you know, do things, take over security cameras, do all kinds of things like that. But because people have computer implants in them for a variety of things like, uh, you know, faster movements with their limbs, they have t- implanted titanium limbs and they have implanted eyes and all kinds of things. You can actually hack people in this game. You can hack people. See, now that mm-hmm. is worrisome. Well, it's a, it's a true thing. I mean, if someone's got a, a pacemaker, even you could totally, there've been a number of articles written about hacking pacemakers. You can make somebody suicide. Well, and I, you could also send them that. the right uh, stuff in the pacemaker. Yeah. So you could just hack into a person. Well, that would make yeah. sense. So if you have yeah. an ocular implant, you can show them non-reality. Yeah. If All these things has have the, interfaces that right. are used for testing and uploads of new features and whatnot. So you can make anything that has an interface in is hackable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now you're actually giving away part of the plot of the game. So don't do that. Oh, okay. Well, but uh, it's, it is a, a fun story. I've probably done about a hundred hours into it and, and I'm not finished yet. So you get your money's worth from playtime. Um, but anyway, okay, yeah, enough Cotton, of that gaming. Cotton Jim says he hears voices in his head right now. So, I mean, you should worry about well, that. That might, be, that might be a little bit of a hint as to whether or not you're living in reality, my friend. Yeah. He says they sound a lot like Darren O and Sir Gene. So, uh, that's the worst kind of voices you have in your head. That's the ones going. Yeah, I mean, if you had to really choose, yeah. wouldn't you really rather want some other type of voice in your head? It all depends. Now, uh-huh. is there, do you have like a, a code so people can play this game with you or find you? In no, this world? not at all. Or is it a multiplayer? I, or is it's a, a single, single player game, as far as I know. It's single player. I don't know. Maybe there is a multiplayer version. I'm playing the single player game. So I don't get anything for talking about it. I paid full price for it. Uh, but I'm just sharing because I think it's fun. And I would certainly encourage anyone that is. I think anyone of the no agenda mindset of the sort of look at all the shit the government's done and conspiracy theories and anyone who likes the little dystopian movies, books is going to really like this game. And the fact that it's just made very beautifully, it's just, I'm walking around literally 
you know, like swiveling my head back and forth just to see all the beautiful neon and the advertising in this game is freaking hilarious. Well, first of all, everything's R rated, but it is hilarious. Like the way they're selling stuff. Now the game was created by Conrad Tomaszewskiewicz or something like that. Sounds very, I have no idea. Yeah. That's uh, the dude that created. He looks, uh, Looks like he could be Russian, maybe Ukrainian, though. It's hard to say. Sounds like a Polish name. Could be. It's one of those that has way too many letters in it. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> I don't know how to say that. Possibly. Um, I mean, the best coders well, are Polish. The, it says the director is Adam Badowski, which is very Polish. Conrad, uh, Conrad Tomaszewski. Tomaszewski. Tomaszkevich, the the end of it is a ch sound. Tomaszkevich. Tomaszkevich. Ah, Tomaszkevich. Yes. yes, his uh, LinkedIn. He is out of Warsaw. Yeah, there you go. Uh, programmer Piotr Tomczynski. Yeah, they're all Polish. They're all these names are Polish. So it's a, you love a game by a bunch of Polish guys, and you. I've I love you, Polish food too, dude. I heard you don't like the Polish. The Russians and the Poles. Oh no, I love the Polish. No, no, no. It's it's the Polish that don't love me. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which probably no, I, a few. I, I have nothing. I mean, Jesus, I'm on a freaking podcast with a, a Polak here. Yeah, just half Polish. Well, half. You know, the better half, half or the worse half. half. Yeah. yeah. But nobody knows because um, when you have a name like O'Neill, then uh, you could use yeah. you sound way more Irish. But, but uh, I love me true. some pierogi, and I love me some uh, dumplings or the uh, you know some good cabbage. Yeah, the Polish food's great. It is pretty good. I don't know how good it is for you. I think no. it's fairly cholesterolful. Well, I mean, if you want to die by fifty, that's great for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you um, want to keep the paddles close. I mean, you might want to buy a home. If you kit. really want to buy that, die by fifty. Just add a little cocaine on top of Polish food. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's really all it takes. You will enjoy every minute, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it is very, because here's the secret of Polish food fat. Well, yeah, the secret of most, there's Greek nothing foods in Polish food that fat. doesn't have fat in it. Well, this is that true. I'm aware of. Which, I mean, if you're on the keto diet, that's great because you can eat that <laughs> all day long. Uh, yes, except that the things that are in fat are all carbs. Yeah. Well, that's also the problem because you can't the, have carbs. There's a lot of carbs in Polish food. There's some meat, certainly, but plenty of carbs. Um, but no, I've always, I have nothing against Poland. I have nothing against uh, Polish food or Polish people or anything. It's just some of them seem to have a thing about me. Yeah, that's probably true. And I mm-hmm. think it's not just the Polish. But uh, it's mostly the Polish. There was a story that Newsmax which is a very right-leaning organization. Neocon, I would say. Yeah, they will no longer let Laura Logan on their airwaves. Yeah. yeah. And I was trying to figure out why. Uh-huh. I want to figure, I, I don't even understand what she said hmm. that was so crazy, being that uh. the statement that Newsmax came out with was, quote, Newsmax condemns in the strongest terms the reprehensible statements made by Lara Logan 
and her views do not reflect our network. We have no plans to interview her again. So that's mm-hmm. a pretty good canceling. That is a pretty good canceling. Now, wow, wasn't she like banned from a bunch of stuff a couple of years ago? Yeah, she seems to get banned a lot. Well, she was on yeah. Fox with her own yeah. web show, which was Lara Logan has no agenda, which was talked about a lot on No Agenda. No agenda. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I, I believe that uh adam and john had to send her a little cease and desist yes and then she moved right down the street from adam curry and mm-hmm. now they're buddies but yeah. what she said again i still don't understand this because here's the quote that she made while on with eric bowling another guy who's very to the right mm. she says quote this is a spiritual battle i am a firm and solid and immovable believer in god And I believe that God wins. I believe that good is greater than evil. And I believe that the fallen angel, otherwise known as Satan, doesn't get to prevail in this world. Okay, that Mm -hmm. goes on. But I'm still anything here so far saying that, you know, good is going to trump evil that I mean, I don't see any reason. Yeah, I would cancel it right there. And then (laughs) like you talk about God, you're done. Mm, Yeah, pretty much. She goes on to say God believes in sovereignty, a national identity of the sanctity of family and all the God things believes in these things that's what she says so she believes in she says so she, god god's believes. talking through her oh, yeah okay she's totally needs to get canceled <laughs> god believes in sovereignty yes yes god the national identity of the sanctity of family and all well, the he things does that just we've not lived. an american one he believes in the in the israeli national identity yes perhaps all the things we've He's, lived with i've from never the beginning i've never time. read anything by god that says he believes in america I, because america didn't exist Oh, I guess not really important enough for God to talk about them. Huh? God, come on. Give us a quote. <laughs> give us a quote. Yeah. We, we, God we reached, damn it, God. We've reached out to God's people and uh-huh. have, as of yet have not gotten a. Uh, have not been reached back out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So very sad. He, uh, he uh, yeah. This is what he said. Again, she says, and he knows that the open border is Satan's way. Wait a minute. God is a control. he? Yeah, and why is God a he? I don't know, but in this quote, he is not capitalized, which is very oh. sacrilegious too oh. for the uh, right wing scoop dot com where I got this. <sighs> but yes, this is all you know, Satan taking. I mean, control. I appreciate the the people that are at least on the right side of things, but they're so misguided. But I don't know what part of this talking to a allegedly conservative network on a conservative network it's a definitely a neocon network it's not a conservative network so the neocon network what part of this got her canceled it was reprehensible because i'm still not seeing what you know probably the lack of a ukrainian flag on her twitter profile right because she didn't she didn't kanye and she didn't come out and be like Mm -hmm. oh the jews hate the blacks or whatever he said Mm -hmm. she didn't come out no no, no. neocons really like the jews but that does that's irrelevant here well i mean she's jewish i'm just saying that she didn't i mean i can't figure out what she said that was so reprehensible except saying that good will trump evil and letting people come over the border is not good i don't think that's it i think it's the god rhetoric you think so i don't know yeah yeah i think it turns people off so it's reprehensible just to speak about god well, it's reprehensible to talk that you speak for God. I guess. I mean, I, I think this is this is the distinction, right? Is from the 
the far left side, it's like, well, you're an idiot in the first place for even talking about God. Right. But from the neocon side, it's like, you know, God is worshipped in the Presbyterian church. He's not talked about as though you have a personal relationship with him. It is a little weird to say that God believes in things like sovereignty and a national identity of the sanctity of family. I can kind of buy mm. that, but I don't know about, you know, a national identity. It's like, because where do you get that from? If we're to believe the, uh, the Bible, I mean, I know I'm, I'm a good Catholic boy and, uh, you know, I learned some things along the way I believe. And that was, well, everybody started out as one people. Mm-hmm. And then God got pissed, and then that's when you get through the whole Tower of Babel, and you won't you won't be able to understand each other. And this was a punishment, but that would show that the original plan then mm-hmm. was to have the whole world as one, not this. Well, there's different nations, and they have different identities. Well, uh, so God created Adam and Eve as well as everything else. But he made this, I don't know if you want to call it a mistake necessarily, but this free will idea uh, ran its course and resulted in, in first getting Adam and Eve kicked out of the garden of Eden. And then I was going to say, yeah, free will failed pretty much. Yeah. I'm pretty much at every opportunity. And then, uh, you know, and Cain, killing Abel, and then on and on and on to uh, different people fighting each other with a a slightly outpacing procreation over murder, but not by a whole lot. And finally, God just gave up and said, fuck this shit. Um, and uh, he, he realized uh, that he needs to start over. Um. And he said, well, is, is there anybody that's worth saving at all here? And he found this one dude, um, Noah. It was a really big boat. Who he realized is worth saving. And he said, all right, Noah, you're going to be in charge of building the boat that's going to hold all the critters. And uh, so God then effectively started over by wiping out everybody else's genetics. And just leaving Noah's genetics. And then Noah procreated. And then most of those people turn out to be total shitbags. As people are wont to be. And yeah. And so he said, all right, well, I don't trust anybody else. This one dude who's willing to kill his kid. um, Because I told him so. Him, I'm going to make a new covenant with. And that's how the uh, the tribes of Israel became God's chosen people is because after doing the first go around and wiping everybody out, well, the first go around was really Adam and Eve screwed that up. Second go around was everything that came after uh, up until Noah and the flood. Third go around is uh, Israel and uh, with Abraham. And then you know, it's like God keeps hoping that free will does not result in self-annihilation. Yeah, he's like, you play a video game. One of these points, you reset it, and you're actually going to get it right. 
uh-huh uh-huh exactly and he's like as but, of yet no but this proves something very interesting is that god is actually not infallible and he's not omnipotent because he keeps getting it wrong he's like come on people god damn it gotta do it again gotta wipe these people out uh-huh. now yeah and we're, at, and we're nukes. literally right now we're literally 100 seconds away from the next wipe yeah he might be the one and talking it, the voices in vladimir's head maybe god yeah and uh need the and reset. so reset's coming yes Vladdy, it's just a I question need a of will you have the products that uh Sergene is making to keep you alive or not hey the angry russian prepper are they ready are they out in amazon yet <sighs> this did weekend you get the boxes be, yes wait this i was did last get the boxes week. yeah yeah i got the box so they, this they weekend i'm gonna work on getting stuff up on amazon you got like 14 boxes how big are these boxes does the ups guy it's basically when he shows a, up it's basically a pallet that's not that big for you also did it come via common carrier or did it come ups yeah fedex <laughs> fedex is like fuck you dude this is way too many boxes uh fedex guy did ask me what was in there <laughs> you're like what is he He's building like, in hmm, there what uh what is all this shit from china coming in uh-huh i mean we totally did it like the craziest way possible which is uh got the uh the products done start to finish in about two months two and a half months and um, well normally it takes that long to get over here on a container ship yeah yeah and uh i used air freight so so the, the prices are going to be inflated oh yeah guys you're gonna have way overpay uh yeah i had to basically fly a pallet of goods out on an airplane uh just try to hurry up and get shit done before the nuclear war starts we gotta hurry that in mm-hmm so, but this first product, now I'll be talking more about it on Sir Gene Speaks, um, but I'll give you a hint. This, this is super useful. Don't get me wrong. This is definitely something that will come in handy, but this is not uh, a final product that I've been working on. Like this is a, this is in a way, it, it is something that I think is going to be useful and, and people will certainly buy, but it's as much a test of the factory as anything before we get them working on the more of the custom products ooh, yeah the best is yet to come oh yeah yeah and i'm hoping i can get that stuff done before the actual nukes start flying uh because the designs are somewhat there they're not fully complete but they're complete enough and it's just a matter of getting the right factories lined up to be able to produce them now let me um, ask is this a Chinese knockoff of an Adidas tracksuit, but instead of the Adidas logo, it God is a damn mushroom it. I cloud. said I'm going to talk about it on my own show. Not on, <laughs> no Adidas Jesus, logo, dude. just the mushroom cloud logo. Just three stripes. Yeah, oh, that would be good. <laughs> three stripes in the mushroom cloud. Uh-huh. Yeah. I like let's, that. Dude, you like that? Let's make those. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I think, you know, well, they don't have a patent on three stripes today. They probably do, actually. DigiGuru um, wants to know who is this we that Gene speaks of? Well, the conglomerate. Yeah, I do have a business partner. I have a business partner in this venture, and it's not anybody on no agenda or anything. Well, no, uh, because nobody in no agenda would actually lend you money. Well, and nobody in no agenda, I think, is. Uh, well, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I was going to say no. Look, we all know that ninety-five percent of the no agenda audience are dudes named Ben. Did you that get any? Know for a fact. Did you get any funds from Poland? 
Poland? No. Yeah, and, and our product is not going to be sold in Poland, but we will ship a free one to every Russian soldier for every one we sell in the U.S. <laughs> this is like a Tom's thing. This is nice. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing your part for the community. Just buy buy the product on Amazon and, and we'll uh, make sure we ship one out to somebody who needs it. A lot of people don't know that the reality is that uh, the, the three letter guy, he's actually your partner in all these things. This is all an act. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? Yes. Yes, it would. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, yeah, I've always said controversy is good for podcasts, man. I told you that back when you were bickering with your partner. People tune in and they're like, what's going on here? People going to, is there going to be a fight? Is this going to be good? Mm. Should we get the popcorn? Yeah, exactly. People like to get the popcorn out and watch a good fight. You never know where these guys are going. And I will say, yeah. I mean, I don't even know if I'm considering this a donation for today's show or not, because there was only mm. one. Mm. And it came from uh, our good buddy, Dame Lisa, who is a big supporter of the rock and roll pre-show. But oh, she, okay. she came in with a $5 donation that said, this is for your unrelenting slash GOB mashup. Please do it again. So I, I don't even know Did how to do a mashup before. Well, last week we had you on with, Bemrose. Oh, is that what she means by mashup? It's just the crossover. Yeah, the crossover. Okay. So I guess yeah. people like that. Maybe my uh, exit strategy is just uh, <laughs> let you and Bemrose bitch at each other while I record it. You know, it's funny because I don't see it that way. I don't think Bemrose and I bitch at each other. I think we bitch with each other. Sometimes. But people uh-huh. want, like you said, people want the conflict. They're, they're either Team Ryan or they're Team Gene, and they got T-shirts, and we sell the T-shirts at greatly overpriced. <laughs> you probably should sell those T-shirts. You'd make more money than donations coming in. Well, that wouldn't be. Yeah, we need a product because yeah. we need we need Taylor Swift's marketing people because then you put out like fourteen different mm. iterations, and then people want to buy them all. I don't know that you really do need that. I think what you just need just T-shirts. Uh, on, on simple. My favorite character on that show is uh, Luke, who's Polish, by the way. Uh, Luke Radowski is the uh, the generally the guy that's saying the stuff that I'm thinking. Uh, but he is, and he he refers to himself as the humble T-shirt salesman, because this is literally how he makes the majority of his money, is by selling T-shirts. And I'm pretty sure he's not the one coming up with the phrases on them. They're all politically incorrect. They're all funny. But he he's literally got a new shirt every single day. So they're just being thrown in like one of these make them as you order them kind of thing. Yeah. They're all on demand printed for people ordering. And I, I don't think it's a once a day new shirt, but it's probably at least one or two shirts a week that are brand new. And they're they're all sort of stuff like, you know, 1984 used to be fiction or, uh, you know, things that are just kind of funny, politically incorrect and dystopian. Hey, and with the holidays coming around, everybody needs some gift. So I'm just saying, Darren, you may want to, you know, given that you run a whole bunch of shows, you may want to put some t-shirt company and then sell different shirts for different shows and make a few bucks. Yeah, we've worked with. uh, both the, the two big ones, unless they're different. I mean, I haven't looked recently, but the Cafe Press, which has been mm-hmm. around forever, forever, and then twenty years. Yeah, the other one is uh, Teespring, 
with yeah me. that seems to be the one that most podcasts are using these days that's where we made the no agenda university sweatshirts and yeah. stuff and those came out fairly nicely i think the quality is an issue with teespring but um if you're doing just on demand that's good enough once we start uh, getting gonna, millions of orders then you could get them printed. You, i would say if you're making if you do more than 10 grand a month it's time to move off Teespring onto a custom print shop, yeah. which will do much higher quality for about maybe 20, 30% more. But see, the shittier the quality, the more collectible they'll be because they won't last past two washing machine uh, cycles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, here's the t-shirt, wear it with pride. Don't, don't wash it. <laughs> don't wash it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think for a lot of people, that means they'll get a half a year out of it. Oh, that's true. You could usually uh-huh. tell those people, when you're because they're no agenda listeners yes uh, whoa damn whoa. wait did i did i say that out loud oh, I thought that was, yeah. uh, we'll yeah. cut that out that's that's rude yeah please do cut that out because you know developers definitely take showers and i sometimes. definitely wouldn't use that as the opening or anything for the uh, no for the show. god no that would that would be controversial and you know how bad controversy is for podcasts it never works out no no it always bites you in the ass somehow sometimes it, it doesn't do. get you a bigger audience at all well, getting an audience, that's the real uh, trick at this point. Because I do a uh, bunch of different Just remember to like and subscribe, guys. Uh-huh. Well, just that's like it. like and subscribe. Now you understand why everybody on YouTube says that every <laughs> damn video, uh-huh. because it's true. And we've plateaued like on every show. It's like the yeah. amount of listeners is great. I'd yeah. always like more, but it's like, yeah, I should yeah. keep moving in the right direction, which we've had that conversation many a times here, which is the. The one downside of podcasting is it doesn't matter how good you are. You mm-hmm. don't have the same mechanism in place that YouTube has that right, for promoting things. Yes. That puts things in front of you that maybe you yeah. haven't seen or heard before. Yeah. And that is the, the algorithm is good and bad on YouTube because it's bad when it's manipulated and things that is. should be going in there are removed from it, but it's, amazingly good at finding me cool cat videos because it knows i like cats well the thing with youtube and i've thought about this because most of the time when i'm doing podcasts politics you know the ukraine stuff the vaccine stuff come into it and you can't do that on youtube i don't think mm-hmm. and be mm-hmm. successful unless you're tim pool and you already have a huge audience mm-hmm. you know i don't so i think you really need a different shtick which is why you know, having something like Bandrew does with all of the audio gear reviews. You're oh, doing, yeah. Niche. You got to have a niche. Right. And you're doing something that is really almost guaranteed not to offend somebody. Mm-hmm. And that is the trick of finding that. Which I've thought of, you know, a few different ways okay. to, to kind of go about it. I thought maybe start a YouTube channel on collecting and buying and trading ticket stubs now that this is a yeah. thing yeah exactly because people are it still amazed I, at that i've interviewed back when i used to have my uh podcast uh, where i covered new media um this was a few years back i interviewed a couple of youtube people one of whom was just went from zero to i want to say thirty thousand subscribers and the other one who had over a million subscribers and kind of talk to them about their journey and progress. One thing everybody has in common is your first year you're doing the show, 
nobody's watching it. Right. You feel like you're just you feel talking like to nobody. It's not doing anything. There's you you're seeing virtually no growth. You're you look at your view numbers and it's like five hundred views. So basically five hundred views doesn't mean shit. They want you to bring in the audience until you get to a certain point. Well, of course point. they do. Of course they do. But the the that's a common theme is that the first year washes out 99% of the people that start on a given topic. And the, the, the very small number of people left that continue doing shows. And the other secret is regularity. You have to do it at least twice a week. If you don't do a show twice a week, it'll never grow. If you do something twice a week, you've got a pretty good chance of growing. If you do something on a daily basis, like Tim Pool, it is a much, much higher chance of growing and being promoted. YouTube likes promoting things that are daily. I like that you now have his name down to one word. Uh, what, what do you mean? Instead of saying Tim Pool, you always say yeah. Tim Pool. It, there's, Tim no, Pool. there's no break at all between the first and the last Tim name. Pool. It's just Tim yeah, Pool. The Tim Pool. Tim Pool is his name. <laughs> it is, Tim Pool is his name. Oh, Tim Pool, yeah. Tim Pool, Tim Pool, uh, Tim Pool. Um, so I think that he knows this and he's got a few people in the production side that, that really understand well how to grow an audience because he has grown an audience from a relatively small under 20,000 subscriber channel to over a million. Well, every like now on multiple and then, channels, you know, I see some crazy shit every now and then. Something pops up, and for some reason, probably because I clicked on it once in mm-hmm. the recommended news stories, you get a mm-hmm. bunch of stuff about side hustles. You know, uh, here's how I'm mm-hmm. making some extra money. And there was one of a woman that was making inspirational videos mm-hmm. on YouTube. And the way she was doing this was going out and finding stock footage that made some kind of sense you know maybe it's an eagle soaring through the air mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then adding open free to use music behind it and yep. then finding quotes quite often in audio form that were also in the public domain now yeah and putting yeah. the video together without actually creating any of it right yeah. creating yeah. nothing new just combining a bunch of stuff yeah, that yeah. was open that transformative work absolutely and making hundreds of dollars a day allegedly or thousands even on no. the videos yeah yeah no people do that um relating to that topic there's uh if you watch the stream flowing through on no agenda there is a an address there called something like um uh God, what's Rand Paul's dad's name? Uh, Rand Paul's dad is Ron Paul. Ron Paul. So it's Ron Paul quotes. I think is the name of the the channel. I don't. I think it's a bot. I don't think it's a person. But on a regular basis, it posts a quote with Rand Paul attributed to it, and in two different instances, and I suspect ninety nine percent of the time, these are incorrect. Right. These are a random quote from some person in the last 300 years, historical, that is eloquent. And it simply just says dash Ron Paul. But people are like, hey, let me follow this. this." 
Yeah, like I guarantee you Ron Paul is not happy about this person doing this because being misattributing a quote isn't quite as bad as claiming that you said something that you didn't and plagiarizing it, but it's pretty fucking bad. And there's a independent channel bot out there effectively doing this under Ron Paul's name. And I'm sure the the thought was the same as you just described. It's like, well, these are all free open materials that I can grab. Nobody has a copyright on a quote from 200 years ago or 100 years ago or even 50 years ago. And I like Ron Paul. Therefore, I'll just attribute all of them to right. Ron Paul. He is you be- can't do that. <laughs> you can't freaking do that. It makes you look like a moron that yep. you are. Well, that reminds me of a story that I heard Bob Costas tell, who is Bob Costas actually one of the funniest few. Yeah. Dead people alive. He's one of the few sports announcers that has done a really is good he dead job. Or alive? I thought he was dead. <laughs> no, he's still around. He, oh, was, okay. he was still doing the uh, baseball the other day, I think. Oh, is he? Okay. He has a great voice. Yeah, he, he does. And he's able to do sports without. He's a, he's a guy with a good voice who doesn't have a face for radio. Right. And he's he's a very smart guy. He's funny and he's really good no matter what sport he's covering. It's not like he has mm-hmm. to do baseball or basketball. Well, he tells the story of the first time he called a hockey game. And I don't think it was the NHL. It was I think mm. it was a, a smaller league, whatever it was. And he's like, the things move so fast and trying to follow that from his vantage point. He's like, and he didn't know the teams, which was also the, the downside of coming in without knowing the players really well. He's like, I just picked during the uh, pregame. I picked one mm-hmm. guy. And he was about to have the game of his life because anytime I didn't know who it was, that was the guy that was that was the name that was coming out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the same thing. You know, it's just like it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter who you attribute it to. It's like that this guy. It's it's this guy. He did it again. Oh wow. He passes to himself. Mm-hmm. It's the same kind of thing with these quotes. And if you look up half of these, you'll find that most of the quotes you see on the internet in meme form are in fact bullshit. Yep. Yeah, totally. If you ever look them up, if you see a quote you like, what you ought to do, and I encourage everybody to do this, is to uh, uh, copy that quote and then paste it into Google and see what comes up as results or paste it into whatever search engine. Because a lot of the time, you'll get the results back and you'll see it was misattributed or it was even misquoted. Uh, meaning some of the words were different. Yeah, there are, that's that's the other nefarious thing about some quotes is changing a little word here or there. Yeah, you'll have stuff attributed to John Kennedy that actually came out from Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, or, you know, it's it's just insanity. Yeah. And it's usually when they're trying to prove a point, especially with the politics, the way they are. Mm-hmm. No, you see, he predicted this. Like, no, no, they, they didn't. But people will believe anything they see on the Internet, which is, I mean, again, this is why you're selling <laughs> Russian yeah. angry prepper preps. Yeah. When are those videos coming out? I want to see you in a full head on nuclear suit Track with suit. the Adidas, right, <laughs> with our new branding, which is the nuclear uh-huh. Adidas. I mean, you probably yeah. can't call it nuclear Adidas, but you know probably what it is. Not. What probably is it? not. You know, what's uh, what, in Russian, though, just change it to Russian. Nobody will uh-huh. know. Um. Yeah, so the branding isn't going to be Adidas. Uh, 
but it, it, the brand, well, I can tell you the brand, it's, it's, uh, uh, Yukon supply company. Wait, that's not the angry Russian prepper. No, that would have been way so, better. Yukon supply company, uh, dates way back to, uh, pre, pre the sale of Russian property up North to the U S. I believe it. Mm-hmm. I'm just translating that into Russian and putting that into the uh, <laughs> into the troll room because this is what it really should go. be. I mean, uh-huh. if, we're, if we're serious here, my messages will appear here. There we mm-hmm. go. That's when I typed in Yukon Supply Company. That was that is what I got. Now I, I have no idea how to say that in Russian, though. Ah, uh, well, I don't see your screen, so I don't know. What the well, I put it into the Zencaster screen, so you should have. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh. I, I wasn't right even there. paying attention. Like, boom. Um, they have an interface I, with the chat, which is interesting, I guess. Yukonska Kampania Snobzhenia. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a literal translation. Which is what you would get from Google Translate. Which is, yeah, that's be about right. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a, I'll, I'll have more stuff posted. Uh, what I'm there's no point in then talking about it or showing stuff until it's actually available. Well, yeah, because people will be like, yeah, I want to buy that. Although yeah. that's all Taylor Swift has been doing for a m- month and a half is this is going to be here on this day. Mm-hmm. You should have mm-hmm. like a uh, you should have like a, a countdown. Ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although there well, is- I have had a number of people on No Agenda Social ask me for the link. And when I tell them that it's not out yet, they're like, well, you just talked about it. I'm like, I know, but it's not out yet. There is I'll a Yukon know. Supply Company Limited in uh, Hong Kong. There sure is. Oh, is that you? <laughs> uh, updated on uh, the 2018. Name <laughs> history goes back to 1992. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's an old company. Oh, it says company status dissolved. So I guess it's been solved then again. It, it has been sold. Yes, exactly. Um, But yeah, it's going to be uh, a product line. And obviously, we're going to start with the one product and move on from there. Um, but yeah, I mean, like for people listening to this show, uh, the sort of jokey names like Angry Russian Prepper, which I think is hilarious. Dude, by that way. would have been the best. I want. Yeah, we need that name. Yeah. Um, but that, that's these are all inside jokes. This is inside baseball stuff that for the rest of the people who represent the majority of the buyers. Would be like, what the fuck? Exactly. Yeah. So you use something that sounds very solid and been around forever and trustworthy, like you you can supply company. Made made with care in uh Wuhan. <laughs> in Wuhan. <laughs> <laughs> Shenzhen. Oh please. well that's well yeah, yeah, they make all the electronics there. Uh-huh. Which uh um so yeah, and it's it, it is a um it's been an interesting experience for sure. Um but I've got a lot of product ideas knocking around in my head, man. I've got more ideas than money to make the products. But um there's another product line or another product for sure that I've been thinking about that addresses some of the um atf issues that exist oh wait we they kind of uh frown upon some of this 
Well, I'm sure they they would frown on it, but uh, I think it would be perfectly legal. And I I'm not going to mention anything more until I have some prototypes created so I can put in the patent application. Once that application's in, I'll talk a lot more about the product. Yeah, you don't want anybody getting those uh, companies. Don't want somebody to steal my ideas. You know, that's ideas are super valuable. Yeah, you know that's a big joke. Your your ideas are almost as good as your Adidas. Uh, I don't know. They're both so good, man. Hey, I come up with the best ideas when I'm in my Adidas. That well, I'm always in my Adidas, so I should come up with the best ideas. Then, yeah, dude, we we need we need you tautology, man. We need you in a very Chris Farley esque running down the street and then like you come to a stop and be like i come up with the best ideas when i'm in my adidas and then just throw the logo up on the screen uh-huh it would be great content yeah and if i after running down the street I, I would do the the chris farley uh the bears bit where my heart stops oh yeah the bears oh mm-hmm. good old ditka I mean, I had, yeah. a, had a ticket from uh, when Mike Ditka's Chicago Bears got their asses whooped the year after they won. Yeah, nobody knows who he is here because no one's this old. Nobody's that old. Nobody knows Ditka. Come on. I know who he is, but I think a lot of our audience does not. An asshole offered me 70 bucks for the ticket on eBay. Hmm. And I was like, nah, no, 75. And they took it and then fucking for four days didn't pay and didn't respond. So. Hmm ebay's got to do something about fucktards like that i don't understand who buys a used ticket what kind of idiot spends money on a ticket that doesn't get you anything i mean again these are my dad's tickets not mine i wish they were mine because i don't point- care you're fine because your dad took advantage of these he actually used it to yes. go someplace and get benefit i agree what kind of idiot buys a ticket for somebody else's benefit that's like buying used toilet paper <laughs> just wishing you're literally selling used toilet paper oh and this is it and up to up until the point that the ticket for michael jordan's first game sold for a million plus there was an unused ticket unripped a season ticket holder ticket because there are different variations with the bulls and Mm -hmm. other teams sold for well over a million bucks i think it was maybe two point something serious idiots that's what Seriously. I started looking for. Well, what other tickets are selling? And my dad's yeah. always saved them. And this is something yeah. that I swear that this otherwise would have been like, well, here's a bunch of tickets. These are probably worth grand total of all of the thousands of tickets he has. You'd have figured maybe it's worth a couple of hundred bucks to somebody mm-hmm. or zero. Yes. Yeah. We have found three different tickets that have sold for a thousand bucks so far. That is fucking insane. <laughs> Yeah, this country deserves everything it gets. Uh, it, the whole economy crashing is well deserved by the fact there's still people here willing to throw money away on a ticket that has been used. Yeah, one's going to Texas. One will be delivered in Texas today. <sighs> they tell me where. I'll I'll go and talk some sense <laughs> to this person because like, they you, clearly need it. You're like, what are you doing? Why are you buying this? Uh, Jesus, what an idiot! But I'm telling you, this is the weird the weird thing with the world if you can't derive any benefit from a thing don't buy the thing now it's a souvenir i get that you know it existed there's only so many but it's not your souvenir correct but it doesn't matter it still exists for that game you didn't need to be in that seat i mean i understand i mean i can't get you know, it 
I mean, I think it's a, a historical. Now, there's tickets that I think should be worth way more that aren't. Like, I get mm. we're a ticket stub for the first game Jackie Robinson played in the major leagues. That should be worth something that has some no, historical it significance. A baseball he signed should be worth something. A ticket should not be worth anything unless it's got his signature on it. Here's the thing. Baseballs, the, the pricing on those, because my dad has thousands of those as well. The overall for baseballs are shit now. Now, if you get like a Mickey Mantle or Ted Williams, yeah, you'll make some decent money. But the amount of baseballs, because I start doing research on all this stuff, because he's got mm-hmm. a huge collection, and you know, eventually that's so that's gonna... where you got your pack ratness from, is your dad? Yes. Oh, there's no doubt. And you're finding out that half these baseballs of guys of autographs that he has, they're being sold for less than you could buy a brand new baseball for to get signed today. So, oh my god, it's like yeah, not a not a plus. Not a profit-making venture. Probably hmm. maybe 5% of the autographs we've ever gotten in person would be ones yeah. that have gone up in value. Yeah. Including Michael Jordan. I do have Michael I, Jordan I, on a baseball. Honestly, I don't understand that whole... But, you know, I spend money on non-existent things like computer games. See, there but you go. But at least I'm deriving pleasure out of them. I'm, well, you're getting use out I'm of it. participating in an action that involves the thing that I paid money for. Which is why are you getting when you buy a used fucking ticket? Well, see, that's it. Now, I will give credit. This is for baseball cards. I'm sure they will show up larger for the tickets as well. But I saw the other day when I was going to pick up some supplies, ticket holders, because they make ticket protectors, Mm -hmm. little Lucite things. Because if you're shipping these things around, you you don't want to just throw the thousand dollar piece of paper into an envelope. You know what I'm saying? Don't you? No. Because then that goes horribly wrong. But they have this company is making a frame that you can put a baseball card into and then you could put as many of these things together. I'm like, well, that actually makes sense because you can display it because you're right. When you buy something like a ticket, otherwise, are you just dashing it in a box? How do you display a ticket? Mm-hmm. So I get, you know, I my dad, for me, when I was a kid, I've got a ton of eight by 10 autographs from baseball players that are personalized to me. And it's like, well, that for a long time, you know, was up on the wall in the bedroom or in the one office that I had. And, you know, that makes sense because you can display them like getting autographed books. That's why yeah. autographed books aren't worth as much as a lot of other things. Cause well, how do you display that? No, you don't get joy out of that. I don't know what you do. I, in some sense, putting an autograph in a book ruins the value of the book because you can't resell it. That's when some of the stuff there is actually uh, that argument has been going on for as long as baseball cards have been worth something, Yeah, which is if you take a mint Mickey Mantle, that's worth, you know, 50,000. Yeah. And, and, he, it's and Mickey Mantle scribbles it on it. Right. Is it worth yeah. more or less now because of. Yeah. Uh, Theoretically, should be worth more because there are fewer of them with his signature than without. Correct. But also, but, they're not pristine then. Right. You can't say it's mint because now there's ink yeah. on it. I mean, I remember back in the 80s, there were guys that used to buy the the uh, the packs of uh, cards. The baseball oh, yeah, the cards, wax packs, baby. And then leave them in there and never open them. I'm like, dude, there's gum in there. You're wasting the gum. Why aren't you <laughs> eating the gum at least? You know, if you want to stick them into a box or something, do it. But we'll see. But like, here's that gum is going to go hard. Well, it is. And so you're wasting the gum, but there are. Do they even come with gum these days or do you just buy the 
the pack of cards with no gum. I don't believe any of them still have gum. I could but be you wrong. remember when they used to have gum. Oh, yeah, because I lived yeah. through it. And in the yeah. 80s, the other thing we figured out in the 80s, which is why you have to be very careful with any fucking collectible mm-hmm. is with those. They called them wax packs for a reason. And that's because they were sealed with fucking wax. Yep. And here's mm-hmm. the thing. If you carefully open up a wax pack and look through and see if the good cards in there that you want and it's not mm-hmm. a normal uh, iron that you do take these wrinkles out of your clothes with yeah. will reseal that pack. Oh, yeah. There you go. So, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, well, when yeah. did they switch to foil? I don't remember when that came around, but there are. I remember when they made that switch, but there are now vintage unopened packs of cards that yeah. sell for you know twenty five thousand dollars because yeah. you're you're playing the lottery it's like well if there's a michael jordan exactly, card exactly that you might pull that's worth a hundred and fifty thousand better than playing the lottery if you just simply buy a card for every player on their first year that they come out uh the, you know then statistically some of those players will become famous yeah, the rookie cards. Yeah, the rookie cards. That's all you need to buy. Which is why the debut ticket stubs are going the same route. Now, again, I'm with you. Everybody <laughs> that I talk to that is logical goes, well, this makes no. Yeah. I mean, I get yeah. why somebody might pay something to have it, but the amounts that they've Not got a thousand to, bucks, you're fucking crazy. That's more than than the face value. And the, well, it's way more than the face value. Way more than the face value. Yeah. Like you said, it's like a season ticket value. Yes. And the question now becomes. Are we, is this going to be a bubble that's quickly going to go away yeah. or is this right at the beginning? Because all of these companies that do the grading, I, I have nothing against people that sell this shit. I oh, yeah. just don't understand the, the mentality of the people that buy this shit. Oh, I agree. I'd much rather have a record album because at least then I can play it. There is a reason yeah. to yeah. have it, which is now there's certain things when I've started collecting things that I've just bought two copies, one to use, one to keep. Right. I do that with almost every record I buy now, and I'm just wow. I'm pissed at myself for the vinyl because I'm pissed at right. myself, though, that when the uh, Taylor Swift, uh, the Red Album, no, not the Red Album, the one, oh. uh, um, what's it called? Revolution? No, not Revolution. Uh, there was one that they came out with as a picture disc and mm. FYE, the, re- uh, the mm. retailer, they came out with one, a version of that on orange vinyl mm-hmm. and for some reason i just bought one and i like oh. eh, who cares yeah stash it away that i've seen selling now on ebay for between 1500 and 2000 mm, it'll go up to five grand before too long it probably will because that it keeps going up and i'm just yeah. waiting for the bubble well, that is the beauty of vinyl from an investment standpoint is there's fewer and fewer of them around because you damage the damn thing every time you play it yeah so the unopened well, i bought because they're pretty and I put them into frames and the frames cost more that fit mm-hmm. the picture discs. I mean, you, you know, know that the- has always been the best business. It's always been the case going back my entire life is that the framing business is where the real money is made. Uh-huh. Your, your parts cost is about five bucks and, you and can you're charge typically charging hundreds of dollars for custom framing jobs. Yeah. You just have to be able to know how to put it together. And that's yeah, not that and hard. I, and when I was doing full-time photography, I did the exact same thing. I'm like, fuck this shit. I'm going to frame myself. And I still have in the garage 
a whole ton of framing parts. So if I need some stuff framed, I just go to you. I mean, you could. I've I probably got like thirty sizes of frames sitting in the garage. <laughs> it's I, I I'd love to find a way to get rid of it. I just don't want to deal with eBay. Yeah, well, I I can understand that because eBay sucks. Again, yeah. like, here I'll offer you the money and then never pay, uh-huh. bastards. But these picture uh-huh. discs, I'm like, well, you know what? Okay, because I mean, normally when you're listening to the records, picture discs sound like crap. They've gotten way better in the last few years but going back into like the 80s and 90s the picture disc mm-hmm. you only bought for the picture yeah. you, you never really bought it to play and no, this, you bought a cd to play right now these that's a two album picture disc set that mm. taylor swift put out and there's four different images so really if you wanted to frame it you needed to buy two mm-hmm. you know when they came out they were like 50 bucks which is fine that's your double mm-hmm. you know double album well i didn't do that I found Mm. them on eBay from uh, CD Imports. It's a company that I've dealt with in the past. They've been around forever. They were selling these double album picture disc sets off at one point for five bucks. I bought 10 sets. They're now selling for over a hundred bucks again. Jesus. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Like, see, you should have just saved all this shit, you know? Uh, I mean, you're... I'm glad you're finding a hobby that is generating income for you, which yes, is awesome. And not taking all the money away. <laughs> but I have to keep shaking go. my head about all the idiots that are buying this shit from you. Well, I haven't sold the Taylor stuff yet. I'm still oh, waiting for the well, prices but, to peak. Yeah, to to keep keep going. I you know when they're going to peak is when she uh, when she dies. Prop. Well, yeah. Then the shit. If you if you can stick around that long, it'll be like, oh, this all well, of a sudden. I'll be around. I don't know about you, but yeah. all of the autograph stuff automatically goes up by like ten percent oh, yeah. at uh, yeah. or a, probably a hundred percent at that point. Yeah, um, you have to have people that want to buy it. That is the secret with any collectible. And I mean, I've got a couple signed lithographs that you know I got. I think all of them is gifts. Maybe I bought one myself. And they were like all a hundred or 150 bucks there. They came framed. They were signed by Taylor Swift. They're all selling for easily 1500 a piece now. That's crazy. Uh-huh. Oh, I agree. It's just like, well, I could sell it, but I've never, I've never understood that. I, I personally have never done any kind of collecting of things like that, that don't have intrinsic value. Like the closest I've come Fine. is uh what coins gold no never done that i mean i was i collected coins when i was a kid but i you know they probably threw them out after i moved out of my parents house or something but um i uh closest i think i've come is just wine and uh, uh expensive wines and ports but all of those have intrinsic value yeah so they kind like, of have uh expiration like there's dates. a reason that expensive port is expensive or expensive whiskey is expensive and it's not just the fact that it's there's a small amount of it it's also that there's a small amount of it and it tastes fucking good yes well that's true with the uh and i buy this stuff not to resell but to to kill like you know it's you want it loses all its value when i drink it yes it's gone (laughs) Yeah, the value Although, goes away. Maybe not. Maybe I shouldn't. I should check on how much empty bottles of expensive ports are worth. Some of them probably are, but I notice this even with the Tom Seaver wine. And my mom, Tom Seaver was her favorite baseball player, and she likes wine. Uh-huh. 
So when Tom Seaver retired and started his own winery out there in California, mm. we started ordering her the bottles and they started out. I think the bottles were like direct from them, 80 bucks a piece. I think they're up to about 150 bucks a piece now. Mm-hmm. And that's shipped. But the ones going back a few years already, you'll go on to wine sites where people do resell and stuff. And they're 500 plus a bottle easily. It's amazing yeah. how this stuff appreciates in value because, again, you I've can't got, get it. <clears throat> I've got a, most of a crate of uh, Game of Thrones wine. <laughs> nice. That I bought. Did you get a crate uh, of the uh, Snoop Dogg wine, too? No, no, I'm not, not into the marijuana. But um, I, uh, I was thinking this will be great. This shit's definitely going to appreciate. And then it did. And then the last season of Game of Thrones came out and I was like, motherfuckers just devalued my wine. Because <laughs> nobody after that last season is going to want to drink this shit. See, I didn't see any of the seasons. Is it something no. I should watch? Game of Thrones? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's enjoyable. I'd say like most shows, the first three, four seasons are the best. And then. And then they go through the phase of we uh, have no clues, three or four seasons, but they keep redoing us. Shit. Yeah. Well, that's it. We, we keep getting renewed. We have no idea where to take oh, the show. Why can't I hear you for some reason? I don't know. What did you do? That's did you weird. break? I can hear you. Are you there? I can see you're talking, but I cannot hear you. Uh-oh. Earth to Gene. What happened, Gene? Huh? I am here. Are you here? Uh, yeah, I can see you talking, but I can't hear you in here. Something just something broke ain't working. So I don't know, man. Maybe this is the end of the show. I think you should refresh. Unless you want to hang up and try and reconnect or something. Cause let us, out. maybe it's on my end. It's gotta be on my end because I can see in Zencaster, the little squiggly line for me moving when I talk and I can see the one moving for you when you talk. So, but refresh. I am not hearing you refresh that browser. If you refresh, uh, refresh. Yes. Okay. That was a text message that see Gene now has exited the room. He's back. He's healthy, ready to record. It says any difference. That's, oh yeah. It totally works now. Interesting. That was How'd you come up with that? That was a great solution. Well, it's, it's happened in the past. I think oh, it has? Oh, it's never happened to me. Okay. Interesting. So something, so, something disconnected. I can hear you. Yeah, I figured because you were replying to me. I could see the squiggly lines based on my analysis of squiggles <laughs> that you were replying to what I was saying, but well, I can't tell exactly what. What? You're not good enough yet to look at the waveform and go, oh, that's what he's saying. I, you know, I've been working on it for about 65 years, but I, I haven't gotten there yet. Nah, I keep working on it. Keep working. Yeah, on I figure another decade or two, I might get there. So with the Game of Thrones, like every other show, they go a few years and then they keep getting renewed yeah, long after well, the ideas run out. Well, there's there's the biggest thing that happened is they ran out of source material. They ran out of books. Oh, yeah. Because Game of Thrones was written as, book, you know, a series of books. And the show went through all the books and they were growing their audience every year. So they were making money up the wazoo. And they're like, well, we'll just write some more shit. Keep doing it. And the shit that they wrote after the books was horrible and inconsistent and it 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 just tanked the whole show now there are questions in the troll room from dan lisa you know the one person who sent some money along today unrelenting dot show Mm -hmm. slash donate she wants to know where the sign up list is for the gene new enterprise yukon supply company 
where are you going to be able to get the goods? Do you have a I will, newsletter I will, yet? Not yet, but I will let everybody know on Noja in the social. So if she's on there, she, she will see my postings about that. Oh, stuff. does she have to unblock you then, though, or unmute you? <laughs> if she's <laughs> if she's currently blocking or muting me, yes, she will need to unblock or unmute me. See, I wish I could uh, see those stats. Like, how many people are blocking a certain person? That could be funny. That would be interesting. I I'm very curious. I am. I mean, I think if you combine the people that that follow you and me, we're probably some of the highest followed people on the entire no agenda social. Well, if you take um, away Adam and John, the no agenda guys, I said some of the, I didn't yes. say the, the top, <laughs> the top of the, if we take Adam and John, we probably are like second and third or third and fourth or something like that. Yeah. But it's pretty high up there. Um, so I suspect there's certainly are people that have blocked me, but I don't think it's as many as people that as, you have blocked. Uh, that I've bought. Why? Well, I, I only I've only blocked about ten people. Um, you know, I just look at their last name, and if it's Polish, then I just block them. So I'm and, really uh, happy my last name is not. It's O'Neill. Yeah, because you'd liked out on that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, you're to be fair, you're what only is, following. What is your mom's uh, maiden name? Uh, Targos. Targos. Yes, that's not very Polish sounding. You know, I that was always uh, talked huh. about as being Polish, and it is now only- what. what what street did you grow up on? I just, just right. Uh, <laughs> the 498 Street okay. in, uh, uh-huh. in California, Uber yeah. Ellis, California. Ah, you grew up in California? No. Chicago. Oh, okay. I was just spelling I, off your yeah, the bots. Now, why, yeah. why can't I and see the, who you're following? It's like it, it, you don't show that list. There's only seven people you're following yeah. on the uh, No Agenda you're Social. I figured I was one, so we're down to six. I'm Adam, guessing Adam, John, so we're down to five, yeah. four. So there's yeah. only four other people that were worthy of a follow. Yeah. And okay, one of them has to be the uh, Sir Joshua. No, no, really. <laughs> so, wow. No, he, he um, make the Ben. Cut. I follow Ben. Dude named Ben, named Ben. Yeah, mostly because I keep forgetting his name on Nogen Social, so I, that's an easy way for me to remember is to follow him. I'll probably unfollow him eventually. Well, um, yeah, when that show breaks down and uh, things go to court. Things, yeah, <laughs> yes, when things go to court. Yes, that's usually how podcasts end. Things go to court. I mean, let's just understand. I was a big part of the intellectual property, the idea for this uh, this company you're coming up with. So if you're successful, mm. expect a lawsuit. And if you go bankrupt, <laughs> you'll never hear from me ever again. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's how they always go. You wait if they're if they're not successful, though, then that's fine. Yeah, and then there's another one that's like uh, not a knowledge on the social, but it's like a hot red redhead. Oh, so poster. you're following somebody off of follow that. So that's yeah. one of them. That makes uh, more sense. And then, uh, so what is that like? Down to two? I think so. And those who are those people? That and, is the question. I'm trying to remember. Obviously, That's people that answer. don't post a lot. Um, oh, I follow uh, Bemrose. Why? So he's one more. Why? Yeah, he's he only posts like once a week, so he's an easy follow. Is there anything interesting though? I mean, he has and a podcast then the too. last guy that I follow is Martin JJ. Ah, well, Martin JJ is cool. He posts yeah. some interesting stuff. So I think that's it. That's the whole list of seven. If you want Gene to follow you, just send in a donation that's large enough to this show or Sir Gene Speaks. And say, I please, mean, please follow I me. I think 
it'd probably be about five grand at this point. Really? Yeah. For me to follow somebody. That's uh, that's shooting high. I'll give you that. I mean, I'm just saying I, I do have a price, but that price is not cheap. Gene, you can follow them and then mute them. I, it, it, that's not about, it's not what it's about. Cause I don't, everybody I follow, I actually read everything they, they put up. Now I'm like you who follows me, but doesn't actually read my posts. But I rarely post compared to you who posts a lot. I post probably an average of 10 posts a day. I post on average zero posts. A day. <laughs> and I, some days it's more like 25. See, there you go. It's gene yeah. fatigue. Uh, there was a comment, which I, I have a, a screenshot of, which was great. Um, this was back probably in March of this year. Is uh, when the war first got going, uh, I was posting literally everything, like every bit of news coming in. And so uh, quite often in the entire local timeline, it would be nothing but posts from me. <laughs> And I had a, a, somebody post a reply says, so is this no agenda social or did I stumble onto the Sir Gene social? They're one of the same. Yeah. Um, yeah they're, they're literally one and the same. If you um, want to know about Polish food and. Well, the no, latest all, video all, all you have to do is just type in Sir Gene And you will get here. Dame Lisa asking about the club you were talking about. This is the club. I mean, Gene's going to have a club around the merchandise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the the club idea is, uh, I think I mentioned three or four shows back. So what we're going to do is essentially, I'm going to be creating a number of products throughout the year. Not quite one a month. I think that's too aggressive. It'll probably be one every couple of months, maybe once every three months. But it'll be a number of original products. There's also products that I'm buying myself that are not uh, necessarily products that, that we're going to be making ourselves. And I hear the club um, members can get a great deal on custom framing. Yeah, yeah, I do have a bunch of those frames. <laughs> so the idea with the club is it'll be very cheap. It'll be run through um, locals.com since I already have an account on there. Uh, and locals takes very little this is one of the benefits that when we started using locals is that it's a great way to test because locals doesn't take anything until people start doing donations so you can set it up create all the stuff on there and it costs nothing until you're actually getting some money in so the club will be through locals.com and what it'll let you do is uh, I'll, i'll post videos related to prepping advice stuff like that Basically, just talking about all the stuff that I've done. I mean, I've spent a lot of money over the years in buying a lot of products, many of which suck. So as much as anything, it, it's a good way to learn about things that don't work very well and, instead of spending your own money. Um, but also in the club, we're going to be doing either discount price items that are going to be cheaper through the club than on Amazon for the same thing, um, or potentially even some free uh shipments just for being a member now the membership is going to be five bucks a month cancel anytime and or rejoin anytime i mean it's, there's it's like anything else on locals you can sign up or or stop uh being a member at any time you want yeah, yeah but the idea is that that 
five bucks a month at bare minimum will be the savings that you're going to get uh, from buying the product. But generally, you'll be getting more than five bucks worth of value out of the club, not to mention uh, access to things that people that are not members won't have access to, uh, including videos and whatnot. So the club thing is coming. That's probably going to start in January, guys. So there, you got a few months yet before we get the club rolling. No, the, we uh, need it now. I know. Well, my poll came out about a month ago, and the poll was like, shit, I think I had like 180 people said yes, and, and like 30 or 40 people say no, they're not interested. They're like, screw so, that guy. It was a, it, it's a statistically significant enough number of poll to say that clearly people would like to have this club be running than not. How many polls responded to the poll? Um, I exclude those. Okay. So consequently, uh, it's all coming. It's, but it, it's not just, you know, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, it's easy to talk about this stuff, but when you're trying to actually create products, this shit takes time. It's all much slower than what I would prefer. Um, but that's just reality. Uh, the, the, uh, give you one example. Had the products air shipped, which make, you know, increase the cost significantly, but meant we didn't have to wait for three months for a cargo ship to arrive. But even the air shipping ended up taking three weeks. <laughs> so, well, that's a hell of a flight. Uh, it, it, it was, uh, it, it was, over, you know, overnight for the flight and then three weeks of getting processed through customs. Yeah, because they're like, what are, what are all these boxes from China for the Russian yeah. guy? What are these boxes from China that have material in them that completely seals off any kind of smell? Yeah, this is for huh. some Nev, Nev, Tuli, Nev, he don't sound American. We better look into this. Well, it's Yukon trading, but yeah. Russia bad. Russia. Mm-hmm. Was that why you didn't so, have to go with Russian trading company? No, definitely not Russian trading <laughs> company. Uh-huh. uh-huh. See, okay, so you're better at marketing than some. It wasn't I'm a, like I'm not great at marketing, but I am better than some, yes. Yeah, I think you should just have a big picture of Putin on the horse as far as your logo, Yukon trading company. Just put like uh yeah. like a miner's cap on him. On on Putin. Yeah, yeah. a shirtless Putin on a horse. That I mean, you could make that work for Yukon. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could, or I could use the original flag of Yukon. Well, why would you want to do that? Well, I mean, if you want a logo, it's, not, it's two on the nose. Hmm. We need at least one Easter egg in the logo. Okay, fair enough. Make it fun for people to be able to make it fun for them to give these as gifts. I mean, there can be like a fun card you can give with this stuff. Like, here we go for Christmas. You're ready. For oh, the should nuclear- I should I ensure that there are cards packaged with a number of this is card number 54? Yes. And then people can sell them on eBay 30 years from now. You can connect them to an NFT. Dude, you are missing. Oh, the fuck boat. NFTs, dude. Fuck NFTs. What? You don't like NFTs? No. They're near fungible tokens or something. They're not fun at all. They're fungible. They yeah, may but not they're be not fun, fun. But they're, they're fungible. Not fun. <laughs> they're not fun tokens. Not fun tokens are not the way to go. Not fun, but fungible. Yeah. 
Well, I look forward uh-huh. to, to get, hearing about all this product, see how it does over the it's what, interesting. Christmas Hey, season. one last thing about that game that I, I talked about earlier. You mean the one that is all about 2077? Do you remember the name of the game? Cyberpunk yeah, 2077. Cyber- Very good. Good good memory there. And for the game, we'll have a, uh, a DLC, an update coming. And uh, Sasha Gray will be one of the voices. Well, see, now I understand why you're pumping this game so hard. <laughs> My girl, Sasha. Now, what would you pay to get her to do the narration for your little Dude, YouTube Dude, I can't ad? afford her to do anything. <laughs> no, she's in a different class of people to hire. You can't even get her to talk for 60 seconds, huh? Uh, she's worth seven figures, dude. Well, I understand. But what is a uh, Sasha what Gray? Would you, I mean, if you looked into this, what is a voiceover? from sasha, sasha gray, gray going for like how much would it cost for me to have sasha gray doing my read of my audiobook well, well the audiobook would take a lot of time <laughs> but if you were doing like a 60 second spot on uh, youtube mm. or something i would assume that would be a little more uh palatable. yeah so there there's a website i can't remember the name of it that you may know that has voices available so it's basically a company website that aggregates actors actresses you know famous people uh to make them available to do either non-commercial or commercial 30 second messages oh right so uh, you could have somebody say hey too. happy bir- happy birthday joe blow right uh you know this is uh whoever wishing you a happy birthday and the reality and, is with the and that's like 1500 bucks right with the script technology, they don't even yeah. have to record a, an individual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they they don't, but I don't think they're that sophisticated, so they probably do it for real. Yeah, they're video. And some people messages. are reasonably priced. Yes. They're maybe five hundred bucks, you know, for something like that. For some, but it's some like down to fifty bucks. Outrageous. Oh yes, yeah. yeah, they're the guy, like thousands for thirty seconds for the video thing. Because this was video, the one I'm thinking of. But the guy yeah. that played Kevin from The Office was charging like three hundred and fifty bucks, and he says he. He doesn't have enough time to do them all. He's made millions doing yeah, those little yeah, messages. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. He has a very peculiar voice. Yeah. Well, that's what you need, I guess. If you can have yeah, that. If you have a gen- generic voice, like, if you have a voice like Bob Costas, yeah, well, you you're know. not going to make much. It's a very normal sounding voice. It's too Midwestern. If you have a voice like Howard Cassell, you'd make some money. Well, let me tell you what. This was a battle to the end. It's been a while since hit I've it. heard Howard. Yeah, hit it. That was you want to hit it again? Is that it? it just, no, hit it, hit hit it means hit the end of the show theme. Oh, the theme for the end of the show. You want me to hit that? Hit it. This episode of Unrelenting brought to you by the Yukon Trading Company.